Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Well, good morning, Poetry Outlaws. B is indeed for beauty. Beauty is a very difficult concept to discuss in relation to life and one's self-image and the world and poetry. You can think about it so many different ways. Does it make you more sensitive? Does it make you more uh, self-serving? Is it essential to art? Is it actually detrimental to art? Um, I feel like I'm incredibly fine-tuned to beauty and this leads me to want to be aesthetically obsessed in certain ways which can be of course uh, a chasm uh, a never-ending quest for something that is almost fixed you know like the archaic torso of Apollo which looks at you without looking at you and says you must change your life and that constant movement towards wanting to alter your existence so that it becomes ever more um, statue-like and fixed and uh, congealed and um, static in a sense in this beauty that uh, you think you'll feel some kind of rest in um so and it's ineffable it's utterly impossible so you have to find that balance between moving towards elements and aspects of this mm, beautiful you know creation you're trying to envelop yourself in and also realize it is not a goal it's not an end it's process it's fluidity So I'm just going to start with two quotes on beauty that I actually put in another manuscript. Well, I think that the Abyssidarian of Poetics was originally in this manuscript, and it no longer is. And this this book in process is called One is None, Poetic Memoirs. And these two quotes come from an essay I wrote on a week of thinking about beauty and empathy. And the first one is from... Uh, J.D. Salinger's novel, Franny and Zoe, and it uh, is uh, a quote from Franny talking to Lane, and she says, if you're a poet, you do something beautiful. So that being some kind of summation of why we exist, what our purpose is to lift beauty out of ugliness, to point to what we can still feel awe and emotion for, and then Wilfred Owen, World War I poet, he claimed that the poet suffers more because he is more sensitive to beauty. So if you're finely tuned in that way, you're always going to feel loss at a greater depth because you can see the supposedly perfect and transcendent alternative. So I'm going to read you my B for beauty, in which I draw from Keats a little bit and quote from Sharon Olds. And let's see what we can think about as we go into the tiny depths of the beautiful. Keats, beauty is truth, truth, beauty, blah. The sublime, 
blah, blah. Yes, the romantics. And then the resistance to the beautiful is either it's too pretty and sentimental or it's inappropriate in the face of loss, making of tragedy a scene too sensorily transcendent or erotically faux. Witness Sharon Old's lines from The Glass on her father's final illness. Like a glass of beer foam, shiny and faintly golden, he gargles and coughs and reaches for it again and gets the heavy sputum out, full of bubbles and moving around like yeast. He is like a god producing food from his own mouth. The beauty of shiny, golden, godlike things emerges from the repellent but honest image of a man spitting out sputum when ill from cancer. Does the beauty diminish the ugliness, render it less harsh and brutal, provide an essential counterpoint that allows us to enter our resistance? Or, I might add now, is it merely that yearning, which is futile, to transform something that is hideous into something that has meaning, uh, an an essential uh, facet of the human brain, I suppose. So then I attempt to be summative, which of course is impossible. Beauty is about keeping the poet awake when it is sensory, somatic, erotic, tangible, precise. Perhaps it is the most required element we should adhere to in life and art. Beauty, which is symmetry, sound, repetition, balance, the mysterious unknown. You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.